0: You are listening to Beyond the Verse, a Star Citizen podcast. A show dedicated to Cloud Imperium Games, Star Citizen and Squadron 42. Whether you fight, explore, unite, and or trade, we bring you news, updates, interviews, reviews, and analysis. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a pour of Radagast, and join us as we go Beyond the Verse. Launch sequence activated. Oh, hey there, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Verse Star Citizen Podcast. I'm your host, Solus, and this is episode 29. Um... And here's the deal. It almost didn't happen. So if you listened to episode twenty eight last week, we had Star Jump Org, both Grim and Ender on. At the very end, I said, "Look, we're not going to go live. We're not going to record a podcast this week or the next week because of preparation for Citizen Khan." But then it, but then it hit me. The purpose of a podcast is to be a companion to really your everyday routine. It's a supplement, Uh, whether you're driving, you're working out at a gym, you're on an airplane flying to the Los Angeles Convention Center, for the weekend, there should be a really awesome uh, form of media that you can listen to, tune into, uh, and I wanted to provide a very informal episode. This is not the bells and whistles; it's not the production value that I normally would uh, produce for my patrons, uh, for you, the listener, for you, the viewer. So, if this is your first episode stay tuned for episode 30 next week uh, or go back and watch like episode 28 to see like the true value proposition and what we're doing but i i wanted to actually just just spend time with you spend time with you while you're either getting ready to watch live on twitch or if you are in fact going to this event um i leave tomorrow, um, I've hit that 24 hour notice, I've checked into my flight, um, I'm, I'm ready to go, so my mind is in that space, so I'm going to improv, this entire podcast is going to be improv, nothing planned as far as specific talking points, I know kind of agenda wise what I want to accomplish, but here we go. Enjoy the next couple of minutes uh, as, as you sit down across the table with me and we talk all things citizen kind. So the first thing I wanted to do, um, actually, I j- literally just got an email. So this is part of the improv that I'm talking about. I got an email saying that we do have responses to last week's Q&A. So let me go to my Spotify page. Let me go to my interact uh, stand up. Bye. let's go ahead and publish this all right here we go okay so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, just kind of talk you through the question so at the end of episode 28 when we publish all podcast episodes if you are listening or viewing on Spotify we ask usually a QA and um, a or a poll and or a poll. And so for last week, we asked, what is the most creative way you have used the Fleet Viewer? Because again, we had Star Jump Oregon, we had Grim and Enderon. Um, and, and like I've made a promise, uh, I will read. Every comment and, and discuss every comment that gets put on there. So we have a um, a positive one and then a very interesting one. So let's go to the let's go to the positive one. It was about three days ago from one of the patrons I recognize. Uh, it's just metal. So a good friend of mine who's uh, engaged and active on social media. So first off, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being engaged. Uh, so again, the question: What is the most creative way you have used the Fleet Viewer? And it's just metal says planning out my future fleets. Absolutely. I think, and that's what I have done, whether I have purchased an in-concept ship um, like the Idris... Kraken, Javelin. It's really awesome to see that in the ranks of all my other ships, right? Like that. That's really exciting. And obviously, saving it as a uh, a PNG and then going into Photoshop and manipulating that graphic to be something presentable. Uh, it, it, it's just a really awesome tool in that sense. And then for future ships, if you plan on getting uh, more, you can obviously add. There's no barrier. It's not like you have to own the ships in order to add it to your Fleet View. Um, Ender mentioned. last episode he mentioned that there was this uh he has he has several files one of one being his future his future fleet Uh, so super exciting there and then the interesting uh, two hours ago before recording this two hours ago uh, and again i mess up all usernames so bear with me but two hours ago we had a listener who responded um their username is tj dittenberg said didn't find it very intuitive. I clicked tutorial and it sent me to a 15 year old video of a girl playing a guitar. It's a good song, but doesn't help. <laughs> so here, here's what I will do. Um, I have not gone to the tutorial in a very long time, TJ, assuming your name is TJ. Um, but I will send this feedback over uh, to Grim and Ender. Maybe there is a break in a link uh, somewhere. So I'm going to do my due diligence and follow through with this feedback. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get on with the show. Uh, first off, I'm gonna break away for an advertisement. Again, it's selective on Spotify, so if you hear it, great. If you don't, we're gonna keep on going. Here we go. So the first thing I wanna do is share this email. So for those of us who are physically going to CitizenCon, we got an email, and I think this is where the companion side of you know whether or not you're driving to LA or flying on an airplane, now, this is good information. You might not have this readily available but hey you downloaded this podcast and maybe you do so here's the email a lot of the logistics it's called the event guide so let's actually get into it um the same pictures you've seen for months at this point uh and then it says i'm just going to read this verbatim CitizenCon is one week away again this was sent like the 13th or 14th right CitizenCon is one week away. Prepare for an epic two-day event at the Los Angeles Convention Center next weekend. Doors open on Saturday, October 21st at 9 a.m. Pacific. Make sure to check out the full schedule below. Break. So I, my brother and I, we're, we're actually going together. He's from San Antonio, Texas, I'm from Austin, Texas. We're actually flying around the same time, but we're gonna be meeting in L.A. together uh, on Friday, so tomorrow morning. Um, but we do plan on being at the door opening at 9 a.m. Like. There are about two hours between the doors opening and the first event uh, in the main room where we are wanting to go meet everybody. We want to get in the VIP booths. We want to uh, see what's happening in the pyro section, which we'll get into that here in a second, because uh, that was new since last week. <clears throat> but uh, we want to get in and see the two hours. Now, whether or not we come in at 9 a.m. on Sunday, I don't think we need to do the meet and greet twice. Still maybe up in the air, um, but here we go back to the email. This email serves as a quick guide to help you navigate to the event, as well as what to expect while you're at the convention. Refer to our additional resources for FAQs and detailed information. Here's the venue. So the venue is the LA Convention Center, the address, 1201 South of Figueroa, Figueroa? I don't know, figure I'm going to screw this one up, F-I-G-U-E-R-O-A, and I actually speak Spanish. I should be able to read that pretty easily, but... Shot that one. So, (laughs) 1201 South Figueroa um, Street, Los Angeles, California, 90015. CitizenCon will be hosted in the West Exhibit Hall, which is interesting, break. Which is interesting because my brother and I were talking about the, um, the attendance, right? Like, how many people are gonna be there? General access, and VIP access, you know. Of course, they don't reveal those numbers. So what I told, what I told my brother, I was driving to work, and he was actually in front of his laptop, and I was like, "Hey, buddy, check out um, the the max capacity of of the venue." And we discovered that the West Hall's max capacity is fifteen thousand. So we know that we're not going to have any more than fifteen thousand people show up to Citizen kind. There you go. <laughs> Just thought it was an interesting tidbit. Parking. So first off, I'm going to lift everywhere. I lift uh, because it's tied into my Delta app, uh, but Uber, Lyft, whatever. Um, I'm going to lift everywhere I go, even from my home of record to the airport here in Austin. Um, I don't like the idea of parking whenever I travel, but here we go. There are several back to the article. There are several parking facilities around the L.A. Convention Center Refer to this PDF for locations. The closest to the venue is the entrance off Pico Boulevard and L.A. Live Way. There you go. Food. There will be food and beverage available inside the convention center at Galaxy's court and groundworks. That's also good information. We will go through uh, star citizens, Twitter feed uh, here in a couple of seconds and just over the hype and things that they thought that was important to release in the last couple of days. One of those is a infographic of like the food that's being like provided. And it's a really cool. I think it's a really cool. Uh, it's a really cool idea. Really cool I- engagement for this week. Then there's a link to learn more. There's an outdated picture of the map of the venue. And I say outdated because there is a big reveal in the next couple of minutes. Um, so there's the map of the, uh, the venue. And then you've got day one and day two. Now I haven't noticed any, any changes in the schedule. Um, so I don't think there's any surprises there but day one day two we'll go through each one of those at towards the end of this podcast as well again talking about the height for each one in my personal opinion and maybe recapping some of what me and star jump discussed last week and that's it that's the email so I thought that was a good way to kind of open up the, open up the dialogue um, for this podcast. Again, uh, a lot going on, some changes, uh, but the email, the logistics, I think are important uh, for those of us that are, that are going. Um, and a reminder, for those of you who, who have not been able to go, there's, there's friends of mine who actually were planning on going, but because of life, circumstances can't go anymore, and that breaks my heart, right? Because like this this is a super exciting time for something that we're extremely passionate about, and then life happens, and it just sucks. It just sucks. So um, here we go. So what I want to do, uh, what is more valuable the hype and then the schedule or the schedule. Let's do the um, let's do the updated map and the schedule and then we'll get through the Star Citizen socials. I think we'll call it a podcast um, at that point. So let me pull up the first image. So this first image is the schedule day one and day two. If you listen to episode 28 of the podcast, me, Grim, and her from the Starjump org went through each one of these and what we're excited about for day one and what we're excited about for day two. And if you follow either us, well, I mean, really, if you follow anything, star citizen on social media, you've already seen this, right? There's nothing new here, but I will say that this was downloaded 30 minutes before the podcast the one that you're listening to right now. So this is the latest and greatest. If there were any changes, you're hearing it right now. So here we go. Day one, again, like I said, the doors open up at 9 a.m. and I actually can see it this time. Last episode, I could not read the fine print to save my life. Day one, doors open at 9 a.m. At 11 a.m., the subject matter is shaping the verse, the future of Star Engine. Quote, from pixel to persistent universe and everything in between, join us as we showcase the power and depth of Star Engine, enabling the seamless scale that push our games to the cutting edge of industry, technology, and beyond. I believe that that is all things... You know, OCS, the opta- uh, object container streaming, the persistent entity streaming, and server meshing. Like Grim said, I agree. This is going to be everything about server meshing. It's going to show us capability. It's going to show us, hey, in the next couple of months, you know, before Pyro, when Pyro comes out, um, you know, this is what you can expect from server meshing. And they're going to give us examples, in my opinion. They're going to give us examples on what that looks like uh, to the gamer. There's probably going to be some nerding out on like how and and why and what happens uh, in, in server meshing, but I've, you know, which is interesting for people like myself. I dive into the production value uh, or the production of video games, development of video games, but maybe that's not your shtick. I, I think they're gonna go through like what the gamer can experience through what they're trying to create and I do think server meshing is right around the corner I don't want to I don't want to spend like this podcast like surmising and like building up the hype Um, you've heard me on socials and you've heard me um, on other episodes to talk about how I feel about the Idris and Pyro and Squadron 42 and when it's coming out but that's not this podcast at 1230 PM, fix it and fly it. Quote, want to get a look at resource management in action? Here we showcase an exciting upcoming gameplay role that shakes up the vehicle experience, continues our journey towards multi-crew gameplay, and affects all life in the verse as we know it. Now, the first. this is the first time I'm kind of making a connection here. It says, here we showcase an exciting upcoming gameplay role that shakes up the vehicle experience. Now, I think that's engineering. We've seen it in a few Inside Star Citizens. Um, we've seen video uh, feed on it, like there's some YouTube input on it. Um, I, I think it's engineering. Or this could be something completely different. It, it almost reads as as if, um, like when you showcase something, when you showcase something, it's usually new material. So again, it could be engineering, um, or they could be introducing an entirely different uh, gameplay style. I, I think Grim had a full, uh, had a fun call out last episode where he was talking about security, security for ships. That would be exciting. Um, I, I, I don't know. For me, my my um, my gameplay that I'm kind of looking forward to, and I don't really know why. I love the idea of VIP transportation. Um, one, my favorite ship line is Origin. So of course the 890 Jump and the 600i and the 400i, like all these really sexy ships, but those ships have like bars and they have, um, you know, you would, you would see this like high end waitering or catering um, experience. And, and I don't know how that would look, But there's something about taking a VIP from Stanton to Pyro and having that responsibility. um, And you have to do it on a certain marquee ship, right? Like, oh, this VIP can only be delivered on this, you know, category of ship. And so if you fit that, you know, if you fit that category, you can accept the mission and you can deliver it. But while you're there, you've got to, you know, uh, you have to serve them food and you've got to like you kind of role play, right? You have to serve them food, serve them alcohol, um, also pull security because an 890 jump I'm, that's a bad example because 890 jumps are pretty powerful when they're staffed. Um, what would be another good example? Um, I think some like the future ships don't have good like firepower. Um, Actually, really, what I'm thinking right now is like the whole sea, which is not personnel delivery, but like the whole sea is great for taking massive amounts of cargo. But there's zero security on it, so you absolutely need to bring uh, security forces. But I think role playing that piece with the VIP, the whole thing—like you actually have to go, you actually have to go to Loreville, and you have to go and sit down in the VIP section. Right? I forgot what they're called. Um, I think I think it's literally called concierge in in game, but the VIP section of the airport. Or spaceport, and you gotta walk them or escort them. Like I, I just that seems like fun to me. So maybe I don't know. Um, maybe it's something different. I think it might be engineering. Uh, but let's move on. One thirty p.m. Cosplay competition by. Toby or powered by Toby. Uh, I think the powered by Toby is new. I don't remember seeing that earlier, uh, but I did see Toby eye trackers or Toby's the company, but uh, the the company that produces the Toby eye tracker. Uh, I saw their socials a couple of days ago that posted that they were going to be at CitizenCon and hosting some things. Um, so that might be new, but the cosplay competition—it's that's exciting. I have always been humbled by the creativity of of gamers when they cosplay now i think there's two ways of looking at cosplay one like like the larping that you see on movies and i'm trying to think of the movie it's like i think ryan gosling uh day i know it's not ryan gosling goodness ryan um what in the world was the LARPing movie that came out a couple of years ago? But it was absolutely hilarious. Um, I think like they're like trying to adopt kids. The kids are involved in LARPing, but they end up becoming involved in LARPing. I, I'm totally screwing this up. This is what happens when you don't do talking points for a podcast. <laughs> um, but I think that's one way of looking at it. It's like that kind of like, oh, LARPing, it's, it's nerdy, whatever. But I think for those people who have actually gone and attended these events, it's not that. And I don't know how else to persuade or or, or sway you into thinking in a different way. It's not that kind of cosplay. These cosplays are like hundreds if not thousands of dollars of personal investment in creating armor, the shit that works. Like, like actual, like light up gas, like it, it the whole thing, things that actually work. This is an incredible experience of creativity that's coming from a passion of the game. And so you can sit here and listen to Beyond the Verse podcast and, and think ah, cosplay is not for me. It's, it, it's stupid. That, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to argue against that piece. Right. But I think there's an appreciation we all need to just pause and take in that if we are passionate about this game, imagine the passion of somebody else that maybe doesn't think like you, the passion of creating content or creating a podcast or creating YouTube videos. Why can't that translate over to a a creation of a physical item, a material item that they get to wear? They get to somehow fly out with it. I don't know how that looks, but somehow they got to get it on a plane, Uh, but that That is just incredible to me, and I'm, again, humble. I respect the crap out of anybody that goes and does this cosplay competition. So, for what that's worth. 2 p.m. is a lunch break. 3 p.m. talking ship 2953. Quote, presenting this year's newly released vehicles with a focus on how... Lore of the past is shaping vehicles of the future, as well as a look at the pipeline itself and the new methodologies within. So, one of the uh, one of the items that you get, and it might be just a VIP. I need, a, I need a. We're gonna pull that up here in a couple of seconds. But one of the items that you get for physically going is a plushie. It's a redacted plushie a ship plushie. And so I started thinking like the ships that could be, so it's redacted. So they're obviously hiding something. I think the Idris is going to come out in Q4. Like and again, that's, I'm going to leave it there. I don't want to, I don't want to build it up, but I think the Idris is coming out, but I thought like a plushie based off of the Idris. I mean, I don't know if that's like, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing plushie, right? But then I started thinking more about it, like what is in the pipeline, what has been discussed, I don't know, somewhat recently, like within the last year, um, that is close to production, that would look good as a plushie. And for some reason, I keep going back to the Bonu Merchantman. Right? Because, like, they almost had that done. Remember, we saw the videos. We saw the videos. It was either white box or gray box. Um, we saw the videos. It looked great. And, but they made the comment that they had to go back and redo um, the color schemes and some of the stylizing. Because the lore has caught up with the Banu. And they wanted to make some edits to the Banu and, and what would fit culturally. There's a part of me that might, I don't know, maybe the Banu Merchantman. Um, there's a couple of things in game that need to happen first, though. And, and I think that's a podcast for another time. We're not going through the roadmap update or roundup. Um, but th- there's some technological things that need to happen before you can just open up, open up marketing um, in the game or mercantile uh, loops in the game, um, right? Because there's like a, the Kraken private tier. The cargo is outfitted with storefronts. Okay, well, what does that even look like? If, they, if it would release in Q4, we haven't seen anything about what that looks like for storefronts and operating your own storefronts inside your own ship. So I think that's a different conversation. But regardless, I think aesthetically, uh, a Bonnie Merchantman is probably more um, appropriate for a plushie than the Idris. All right, so I'll stop there. And, and I guess all the other ships, right? All the other ships you're seeing content creators talk about, um, you would need to have the Pioneer uh, in order to base build on in or in pyro again not really aesthetically pleasing for a plushie so anywho. Talking ship 2953 that's going to be exciting because I think a lot of people play this game because of the ships and then last for day one 4pm navigating the universe quote travel with us to the forefront of navigation with a look at the evolution of UI features that help players view engage and interact with their surroundings offering exciting new perspectives on the star citizen universe. Now, Star Jump, Grim, and Ender both think that this is the uh, the new star map, and cool. I I hope it is. I don't really have uh, a guess on what else it could be, uh, but when you say navigating the universe, you know, traveling to the forefront of navigation, I I think that's the only thing that could happen. Now, when you're on ground, um, I guessed starred on uh, on another show. Um, Oh no! I knew I was gonna do this during the recording. What? Um... Tree three one one. There we go. A patron of mine, good listener. Uh, Tree one one. Uh, Tree three one one zero three one one. He goes by Tree. So most content creators know him by Tree. He's very active uh, in the community a um, former Marine, he had me and a Lieutenant Colonel on, um, and we were talking about the strategies, the, the how we would approach certain UGFs in certain scenarios. And one of the things we discussed is like ground navigation, things that we would need once we deployed um, and and got onto a planet's surface. And one of those is just a ground compass. Like I would imagine walking around on planet side, going to a UGF, like right now, it, there's, there's no navigation, I mean, you sort of have like a, uh, a compass bearing on the very top of your screen, but it, it's not intuitive. It's not even like what you would see in 2023 in real life military operations. Um, even in real life military operations, you've got the blue force tracker, right? You've got this ability to like mark, you know, points of interest and areas of interest. Um, you can't even do that on ground in 2950 oh good lord what year are we in 2953 (laughs) um so uh, maybe some maybe some like on planet side navigation uh is also added in there there we go the venue closes at 7 p.m okay navigating the universe is at 4 p.m the venue closes at 7 p.m Okay, there's a boring way of looking at this. Well, okay, so maybe navigating the universe is an hour, so five to seven. It's walking around tables and high fiving people, meeting people. I think that's kind of the boring way of looking at it. Here is my interesting way of looking at it. Um, I think, and let's just let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and switch on over to the map of the venue. <laughs> I will go a little crazy here because I think this is huge. I think in the top left hand corner of the event map, they changed this week, they changed the staff only section to Welcome to Pyro. This again is taken straight from the website, it's not Photoshopped. This is, in fact, Welcome to Pyro on the top left. Somebody went in and counted 90 chairs, but it looks like a land setup. It is five rows of like, almost like like long tables, but five long tables, 90 chairs. Um, It looks like you can go and actually play. And why the hell would you call this Welcome to Pyro if it has nothing to do with Pyro? I think there's going to be a dedicated server where people can go and play in Pyro there we go so from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. I think everybody is going to be over there in the top left corner and welcome to pyro and of course there's other things right there's other events um there's community booths right there's lounges uh merch merch stores etc so that's personally what I think let's go back to the uh let's go back to the schedule let's look at day two um And then we'll get into the social media threads uh, for Star Citizen to kind of get into the hype and kind of what we're looking at. So again, 9 a.m. doors open. 11 a.m. is the first event called Character Advancement. Quote, we explore the outlaw styles found in the far frontier. It's still too tiny. Um, Found on the far frontier, the new technologies enabling our next generation of character customization and the much anticipated arrival of diverse koi and I, this is hair, right? And I posted a video on social media a couple of days ago, uh, actually yesterday about the beard, uh, excerpt that you heard from episode 28. And so that'd be really nice, uh, to see the ad- advancements or what additions you can do with character creation, etc. Maybe we'll see alien. Um, again, if we're talking pyro, if we're talking, uh, squadron 42 and Q4 of 2024, if that is like a thing, um, you're. They're gonna need to introduce the alien um, models anyways. So if they were going to do that, great. I don't know, we'll see what happens. 12 p.m., life in the first person. Let me uh, me cough real quick. All right, 12 o'clock, life in the first person. Get an up-close and personal look at Uh, of upcoming major improvements to first person gameplay diversified combat ai behavior overhauled weapon handling and how we're shaping a more immersive dynamic universe through seamless and tactile interactions i mean this that's that's huge because that's the game we can talk about you know um the layers of interaction beyond first person, right? Like we can talk server meshing, uh, level of details, um, introduction or int- introduction wow the introduction of ray tracing uh hdr right i think we just did hdr a couple weeks ago a couple patches ago um but that's all great that's all like really aesthetic um that's awesome but life in the first person or this segment is huge because it's like it, it, it's how you play it's actually playing the game when you're not like flying and shooting it's how you're walking around. It's how you're interacting within cities, uh, walking to UGFs. It says character AI or NPC AI. So hopefully it's improvements to like enemy fighting. Um, cause right now it's, it's ridiculous. You can go into a UGF or a bunker and you can literally walk up to the enemy, kind of walk around them, get a good screenshot with them. Uh, oh yeah, I also have to kill you. And then kill them and then move on to the next person (laughs) like it's it's really bad right now so hopefully there's some improvements there 1 p.m taking flight we launch into the next iteration of star citizens flight experience and explore impending improvements for every aspect of space and atmospheric traversal combat and interaction so there you go it's basically the same concept so 12 p.m is like first person like fps and then 1 p.m is the same conversation but flying what does that look like I'm not going to belabor that. Like, I think that's it's going to be really fun, really exciting to see um, what playing in pyro is going to look like. Two o'clock, lunch break. Three o'clock. Living on the edge. Now, I said that that this is one of my favorite things for day two. I just didn't get into it in episode 28, so I'm going to get into it now. But here we go. 3 p.m. Living on the edge. We delve into the living conditions and environments of outlaws and settlers trying to carve out an existence beyond the safety of the UEE megacorporations and other confines, uh, confines of the 30th century society. So I don't necessarily think it, it, it's hinted or it alludes to player housing. Um, my mind went there when I read this. My mind went to player housing and how how just amazing that's going to be. Personally, I'm just going to live on my ship. I don't really care about building a house or a base uh, for now. In this current moment, uh, I think there's a really fun loop of flying like an 890 jump down to uh, really anywhere in Microtech where there's a beautiful lake with a forest. Drop that 890 jump there and just live out of the 890 jump because you can at this moment. Um, But base building obviously will be a thing, but this could be base building. This could be the pioneer, right? This could be things that we're talking about for pyro, um, because again, you're going to need a base build in this this next uh, system. It could be. Um, or it could be something very surface level because it talks about uh, of outlaws and sellers trying to carve out an existence beyond the safety of the UEE. It could just be like basic NPC, like the next gangs uh, in pyro and, and kind of the future state of nine tails. Um, it, it could be. It could be something kind of, again, surface level. I think it's, it's a little deeper than that. So I expect to see something like the pioneer interaction or building bases, and it'll be very interesting if that's the case. It would be very interesting to start comparing that to base building in Starfield, or you know, current systems in like Fallout. Fallout 4 had base building. Um, it'd be interesting to see like which user interface that they that they roll out with. All right, moving on 4 p.m. 4 p.m. destination adventure from high up in orbit down to the surface of our planets and deep into the underground. We delve into new interactions, missions, and gameplay and more coming to the star citizen universe on all levels. This came in a very close second to me, very close second, because again, um, building living that's that's all great first person improvements again that's all great but what is the why what are you doing and why are you doing it like the actual mission sets i love hearing inside star citizen updates on new missions because again that's the purpose that's why we get in the game and and you know transact right (laughs) because of the mission so i am i'm gonna get excited especially for the destination adventure segment because there's got to be something new here right especially in pyro I think getting away from the UEE, getting into a system that is uh, without law, or at least we can get into a lore conversation about that. Like there's no UEE law, right? It's ran and governed by, um, again, the outlaw system. It's almost like um, there's no honor among thieves, right? Like that whole that whole like uh, lore background or that whole premise of like, you know, you don't steal from a fellow thief. I, I feel like that's going to be the concept in Pyro. Like you have a little bit of a law, like you can become, um, you know, in bad grace with, with other factions. Uh, but anyways total digression um it will be interesting to see how pyro introduces a new wave of missions um, i i guarantee you a cargo mission in stan is going to look very different from a cargo mission in pyro or at least it should all right venue closes at 5 30 and then, uh, if you are going as a VIP member, uh, you are going to the 7 p.m. after party. And that's going to be in CIG's LA studio, right? So, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay, that lasted a lot longer than I thought it would, but hopefully um, that was either a reminder for you on what to expect in the next couple of days, or maybe you heard something that you hadn't thought of before, and hopefully that builds height for you. Hopefully uh, you know, you're know you listening to this uh, with some friends, and and that brings up a really good talking point or conversation, so there you go. Thanks for coming on that journey with me. As I click through the next couple of screens, Um, yeah. So what I wanted to do, I I wanted to go through star citizens, uh, feed and and again, like there's many other, like a lot of other content creators are going and taking pictures and, and updating their feeds like I, Um, I think now is a good time to talk about that. So here's what you're not going to get from beyond the verse star citizen podcast. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's where I'm at in life. Um, you are not going to get uh, Fox News or CNN or some other news network type content for the next three days. Not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. My brother deserves my full time attention because uh, he's, he's going with me. Um, I deserve to be engaged in uh, fully invested in this event. Um, you can get way way too much information however you want to by watching twitch.tv forward slash star citizen um, or your favorite content creator who actually does do youtube videos um, and streams right there's going to be a lot of it i just want to be immersed (laughs) i i I do and and i want to encourage you know people to put their phones down maybe, and, and just be in the moment. I will be taking pictures and I'll be taking videos, I'm sure, for subsequent episodes and conversation. I'm sure, I'm sure it's gonna happen. Um, but I've already seen social media uh, influencers you know, talk about bringing in their little GoPro sticks, or the selfie sticks, and like they're buying new materials so they can create media. Look, if that's your thing, great. You're just not going to get it from beyond the verse. It's just something I'm not going to commit to. Um, I'm going to be fully invested in the event, Um, be lost in the moment, find out Monday. Well, well, I'm back back in Austin, Texas, and I'm probably going to (laughs) work the second half of the day in that moment from tomorrow morning to halfway through Monday. I just want to be a nerd. I just want to be a nerd lost in the immersion. So um, back to the point of why I even brought that up. I'm not going to highlight any other social media's content. I'm going to go to straight to Star Citizen and just go all the way back. What is this first post? October 15th. So what was that? Sunday. I'm going to go all the way back to Sunday. And we're going to go through some of these posts and talk about it. Now sharing my screen for those of you on YouTube. Um, This first post, October 15th, 2023, watching CitizenCon 2953 from home. Our live stream will start at 10 a.m. Pacific. You go 10 a.m. Pacific, so that's an hour after the doors open at 9 a.m. on our official Twitch channel. We're also pleased to inform you that we've taken the necessary steps to ensure it's safe for co streaming. Can't wait to see you in chat twitch.tv forward slash star citizen. So, I do have a lot of friends that will be um, co streaming it. I would encourage you to go to their feed. But both both get credit right for views, but you're helping out the streamer. So pick your favorite streamer, go on to their account, watch the live stream. Uh, most of the time, they also provide their own commentary during the event, which is always, always a fun, always a fun event. Let's go to the next tweet. <clears throat> All right. So this is one of the examples uh, I, I said earlier in the podcast that they're kind of playing into some of this engagement. Um about the food that you can order at citizen con. I thought this was, this was kind of neat. Um, when it's time to replenish your hunger, uh, your hunger meter at citizen con 2953 what will you order? And so there's this nice little infographic with a bunch like basically a menu. Uh, but it's all based off of like lore from star citizen. So brilliant. Uh, they're not the first to do it. I've been to other conventions that do this, but again, I, Props, props to their marketing uh, and their community team for doing this. But here we go. Beware, beware grubs. Um, or maybe it's just grubs and the beware is just like a cosmetic background. Regardless, grubs. Whether you're trekking across the vast expanses of a distant moon in Stanton or navigating through the crowded halls of a densely packed station in Pyro. Another reference to Pyro. Hint, take the Hint of a densely packed station in Pyro. Us humans all have one thing in common. We get hungry. Please enjoy this carefully curated menu of some of the tastiest food in the verse has to offer. So there you go. You got sea nut rolls, which is a kalachi beef sausage. You got alloprat skewer, which they look disgusting, but <laughs> it's a beef, beef saute. Saute, saute? Uh, soy ginger glaze. You've got coconut curry cacho you got polo payload burrito so like i said uh you get all these oh and you got all the burgers, which i mean you how could you not have a whammer's uh branded item or store at this citizen right they're everywhere at every at every uh like new babbage and uh, Orison, right Lorville. Area 18, All right? You'll see whammers everywhere. So anyways, Wham Burger, Cheese Wham Burger, Wham Fries, Chicken Wham Strips with fries. Uh, so anyways, really cool. I love, I love the immersion. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about though. Like I don't want to take pictures of this crap. I want to just go and live it and breathe it. Next. Okay. All right, you people. Here we go. On October 16th, Citizen kind, kind of started, uh, our Star Citizen broke some news. Um, so I think this is right around when they updated their map as well. So don't quote me on that, but sometime around the beginning of the week is when they updated the top left corner of the map to show welcome to Pyro. Well, they also, <laughs> they also put a picture of what we're getting. So if you're again, anybody going, uh, anybody going, uh, whether it's general access or VIP, here's a picture of the things that you're, that you're getting. So. Quote, coming to CitizenCon 2053 this weekend, expect to find these among other things included in your goodie bag. And it's awesome. There is, it looks like a challenge coin. There is a pin that says Citizen, like an actual writing pin. That says CitizenCon on it. There's a beautiful patch, a CitizenCon patch. It looks like a, a notebook that you can write in, kind of in the in the back there. But everybody started cluing in on this pin right and so even even star citizen decided to post like a for those looking for a closer look at the pin so here we go first off everything is labeled and color coded as pyrotechnic amalgamated which that is that is pyro they are the founders of the system of pyro they they're the company that discovered the jump point to pyro so hence pyro um so everything is labeled it's the blue and the gold colors it's probably going to be the color coordination of like the um the dragonfly that everybody can sit on the life size dragonfly it's probably going to be blue and gold I have a feeling that the color scheme is blue to gold because of pyro amalgamated but here's the pin blue and gold um it's, got, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's happening. Uh, but this pen is really, it's really awesome. Uh, it's got this unique number ID with employee number ID as well, little barcode-looking thing. Um, but that's not, that's not the zoom in that people are talking about. What people are talking about is the zoom in. And let's see if I can do this. I can't do this on on live here. But on the pen, in the uh, like, in the descriptor of the pen. They purposefully, and this is on purpose, they purposefully put uh, the patch blocking everything else except for, quote, welcome to Pyro. And I think that is what started the firestorm. That's what started everybody, you know, starting, hey, maybe Beyond the Verse actually knows what they're talking about. Maybe maybe Beyond the Verse back in July, who said something about Pyro in Q4 2023, maybe he's onto something. <laughs> um, this started the firestorm. And then what like sealed the deal was the updated map where I already explained it on the top left corner. It says, welcome to pyro with what looks like to be land seating. It's happening guys. It's happening. Whether or not it's just a dedicated, you can play in it for this event or it goes to the PTU and Q4, uh, to go to the PU and Q1 of 2024 Uh, pyros here. It's here. And i'm excited to see it and hear about it uh, and do all things pyro Uh, there are other content creators that want you to that want you to know (laughs) that they were right Uh, i will probably stop once once i'm proven right for citizen kind i'll shut up about it because i don't like rubbing it in Um, but i'll say one more thing about it and then you'll never hear me say it ever again but there are other content creators that are very loud Uh, about being right and we want to we want to celebrate them as well uh just uh i'll be done after citizen con (laughs) so all right the next picture i'm pretty sure yeah was the zoom in all right let's go four days uh okay so citizen kind is only four days away so this must have been october 17th so two days ago Quote, CitizenCon is only four days away. If you plan on attending, make sure to tag your event posts with the official uh, hashtag CitizenCon2953. So I remember why I wanted to talk about this. So again, if you're listening on podcast, if you do end up Going to this event and taking pictures and putting them on socials, make sure you tag hashtag CitizenCon2953. Star Citizen is going to be retweeting and they're going to be having kind of a live stream during the event um, that's going to have those pictures and that content um, come up. So make sure you're tagging again, hashtag CitizenCon2953. There you go, moving on, moving on. Um, okay, so this post was more of like a news update. It's really funny. Earlier in the week, eh, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, don't remember which day. Um, my brother texts me. He's like, "It's here! It arrived!" And I'm like, "What? Well, what do you mean? I, I mean, I, I've been checking, <laughs> I've been checking CitizenCon and Pocket Guide uh, for quite for quite a while now, and I don't see anything. Like, well, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Dude, the new launcher is out." <laughs> So I mean, he was pulling my leg, right? Uh, he, was, he was making he's making light of the situation, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> small, tiny update uh, that happened to the launcher uh, earlier in the week. Uh, but the cool part about this new launcher, there's really nothing aesthetically different. It, it looks the same at, at, on, on face value, but they've added the live status of the servers. So rather than having to go in or go onto an external URL, like, I think it's com. instead of doing that, or instead of getting in-game and realizing that things are broken, you can actually, on the launcher, on the bottom left, see a laugh status icon, and green means good, obviously, amber, yellow, red, for its, you know, for, for what they're defining it as. So... Cool. I'm glad to see that. A lot of other games have the server status there available on the launcher. Uh, it's good to see Star Citizen come around to that. Okay. Here is um, the announcement that Toby Gaming was going to be hosting the cosplay contest, right? So, while. I'm just gonna read this. While the CitizenCon 2053 Cosplay Contest, powered by Toby Gaming, is maxed out for participants this year, don't let that stop you from dressing up. We'll be looking to reward our favorite cosplayer on the showroom floor with something special, so you can still win things uh, if if you come dressed. But I, this is also a really good picture. So if you're a patron of us uh, and you're watching on YouTube, and this is one of you, awesome. I want to celebrate you. I just don't know who you are. I don't, I, I don't, there's no name on this picture, but this is a really good example of, of the, the creativity and, and the professional design that some of these individuals can do. Like those outfits that the two individuals are wearing look like armor, like legitimate armor that you can wear in the game. It's It's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. So very cool there. Let's move on. I said this was going to be like a thirty-minute podcast. <laughs> Two more posts. Um, all right, so this is this my friends, JR Design Fabrication. So JRDESFAB on socials. Um, they have a video that was retweeted by Star Citizen, or maybe it was produced by Star Citizen, but they're coloring. Right, they're coloring the dragonfly, and I say coloring, they're spray painting their model that they've created. Um, there is a, if you don't know, there's a life-size dragonfly that was at a couple of Citizen cons ago that they're going to emulate. They're going to redo and have up again um, for us to sit on, take pictures, etc. So I love you guys. <laughs> I love JR Design Fabrication. Um, I love you guys. Y'all are amazing. Let me just. For the sake of this conversation, uh, here is their Twitter page. I have the Carrick model from them. Um, I've waited to paint it. It's built. I've waited to paint it because I'm waiting for the uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for the Best in Show, the 2953 Best in Show color scheme to come out. Even though the Carrick didn't win, because I was going to paint it as the 2953, uh, the colors. So little spoiler alert but go check out their stuff uh, great product uh everything is 3d printed but it still is a very phenomenal product good quality go check them out all right last but not least um i wanted to show you all the actual citizen con page and go through the digital goodies and the physical goodies so the digital goodies pack was also released this week um, after episode 28 um from last week <clears throat> And so there's no difference between like the digital goodies. If you're going or the digital goodies, if you just buy them um, from the store. So no real reason to discuss anything there. Uh, But I did want to, let me, let me see if I do this. Hold on. In one of these, in one of these websites, it compare and contrasts the general access and the VIP access. And more than likely, this is going to be broken because I'm doing it live. Let me just scroll down real quick. So here's the goodies pack. Let's just go through the goodies pack real quick, just to cover that base. Um, but in a digital goodies pack, you get a Frontier Undersuit, the Frontier Helmet, um, a CitizenCon Con 2953 trophy, an Outlaw Shotgun, which I think the shotgun's available in uh, the PTU in this current moment. You get the Headhunter Gang Relic Collectible, the Pyrotechnic Amalgamated Multi Tool in case. Here is your Redacted Ship plushie and the Redacted Ship Challenge Coin. Citizen blah, CitizenCon 2953 Dragonfly Paint. That's more than likely your blue and gold. Uh, and then your Pyrotechnic Amalgamated Spectrum Badge, which is already available in Spectrum. So you go and you change your profile title or whatever uh, to Pyrotechnic Amalgamated, and you got it. Um, where is, let's do this, let's go into more info, I wonder, again, this is, I should have already had this up, and because I'm doing this live, I can't really, I wanted to see the, like, when you get into CitizenCon, hmm, ticket info, or maybe it's in the pledge store. I'm just gonna try this just a couple more seconds Because it's not really aesthetically pleasing nor is it audibly pleasing But I think all products. Let's go ahead and sort all products by price and So your VIP boom And I think yeah, it doesn't really say what you get. A long time ago, you were able to go into your ticket procurement and, you know, buy just a regular general access and buy the premium experience. And it would list off like the different things, um, that you would get for each. So I failed there. <laughs> and on that lovely note, it's almost like, uh, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Grand, it's not—it's not Gran Turismo, but there is a show on Amazon Prime. Um, it's something like Gran Turismo, but it's the British—it's the British actors that um, that that preview cars and they review cars. But they always end their show like on that lovely note or that horrible, sad, depressing note. Let's end the show. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm doing. Uh, not to end on that note, but uh, it's gonna its gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I will take pictures of the different items the vip booth i know that i'm one of the blessed who who Got a VIP ticket or premium access ticket, um, so I will share that experience with you in that sense. Like I'll take pictures of the items, the booth or the lounge, um, even the after party and what we're able to take pictures of. By all means, I want to share that with you. It's as much for you as it is for me, uh, in that sense. So I recognize that piece. Wanted to talk through that. Wanted to talk through the general access and who uh, and what we're getting in our goodie bags, which you already saw the items in in that discussion. So I think we covered that piece pretty well whether you are watching on twitch or whether you are going in person i hope this weekend is fun for you sincerely wholeheartedly if you are uh and i'm gonna say this in a in a in a sincere positive way but if you are one of the naysayers if you are one of those who don't think anything exciting is going to come i I just hope you find joy sincerely i hope you find some fun in the events on saturday and sunday something that reignites your passion for this game you're creating content for it so you might as well like what you're doing i hope you find that fire but for those of us who are ecstatic maybe blindly (laughs) ecstatic uh I hope you're not let down by anything as well. This is a game, this is a journey, this is something that we've all kind of accepted as, as uh, the way things are. And this weekend is, is, is the time to celebrate it. So the fun that you have enjoyed since last CitizenCon, or since last year, and the fun you will enjoy between now and next October, uh, this is the one moment to just be in that moment. So I wish you the best. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found value in this kind of ad hoc podcast. Next week, we will be doing episode 30. I'm going to try to get some special guests on, but we'll be talking like recapping CitizenCon, which, I mean, that might be pretty obvious, but we'll be recapping our thoughts, impressions, fun moments, exciting stories. We'll be doing all of that. Thank you so much for your patronage. Uh, One more time. It means the world to me. We've made a lot of growth in this month so far and October is not even over. So I can't wait until November's, uh, show recap. You're part of that. You're the reason why we are here. Thank you so much. I hope this finds you well, safe travels as you traverse beyond the verse. Take care, everybody.